At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey, crime creeps. This is Courtney from Columbus, Ohio. And do you know what makes me happy? Waking up to a new episode of the best true crime podcast, Case Watch. Hope you guys have a crime-free day. Thank you. I don't know about you, Charity, but I was listening to her message like, oh, sweet. She's going to tell us about a new podcast. And I was like, oh, she's talking about us. She's talking about us, Mark. I'm like, awesome. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. Guess what? What? She's happy because she's waking up and this is a brand new episode. Oh, that's right. And she just heard her voice. Have a crime-free day, please. That actually made me smile. That made they all make us smile. They're so so nice to hear voices. Not all voices are nice to hear. No, but the crime creeps' voices are. When you close your eyes and you think you hear somebody talking when you're in the studio. Yeah, that's a little messed up. That's like, wait a minute, what's that? Yeah, I think that's still pretty cool. Yeah, maybe for you. Like you went ghost hunting afterwards. I was like, come on, this is not cool. You're gonna. You got to mess up the mojo in here and then you're leaving and Charity walks outside and she's lighting sage and running it all around her. Listen, I offered it to Mark and he said, no, I'm good. So, hey, you take, like I said, you don't want to, you don't want to ward them away. Then I'll just keep it all for myself. (laughs) That's funny. I know. Uh, So what's new? Nothing really. A lot of uh, crappy cases in the news right now. There are. So I think we're going to do something a little bit different today and just talk about some stuff that's going on currently. Yes, like an update. I'm curious. Are you guys cool when we do stuff like this or do you want like straight up cases? We want to give you what you want. I kind of like being able to have debates on stuff going on in the news. That and I like when we talk about current things because it gets the word out because some of these like one of them today, it's a missing person. Yes. You know, so it's it's gets the word out. More ears hear it, so I don't see why they're, you know, they wouldn't want that to happen. I agree with you. Guys, let us know on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod. By the way, we have now had like seven people like the one that I said, tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. Is so funny. I love that. You want to follow us personally on Instagram. I am at notmarkb. Charity is at charity underscore Case Watch. And um, it's back to being a little farther apart now today. I stopped looking. It was upsetting me. Yes, it's five. Come on. I can't get five people to jump on mine. They will. Get on it, guys. Not Mark B. That's what we need. Mark wants to beat me. I do. Absolutely. See, I don't want to beat you. I'm okay if we're at the very same. No, because you talk about it all the time. That's just to make to bug you. You like just send me a message. FYI, I got one more follower. Yeah, it's just a, it just because it's fun to poke, poke the bear. It's not fun. It's really fun for some people. If you're me, it's fun. Yes. Just Char- I, I watch her interact with everybody when I'm busy at work, and I'm just like, she's celebrating her element. I love being on the crime creep page. Little social butterfly. Love it. 
Real quick, guys, uh, one of our crime creeps, Miss Brittany, who I always refer to as one of my favorites, because Brittany is one of my favorites. She's been with us from the absolutely beginning. Yep. And she's from right up, right down the road here. So she is flying home to Massachusetts, and she's going to come on and jump in studio with us and do a crossover Secrets, Lies, and Alibis episode of Case Watch. I'm super excited about that. I am, too. I miss doing that show. It's just we don't have enough time we in the day. We don't have enough time. We actually might combine them. We might kind of do every once in a while, we might throw a Secrets, Lies, and Alibis episode over here just to, you know, ward the douche off of us just a little bit. It's just like, just oh. a little bit, because sometimes it just gets so douchey that it's hard to, you know. Yes, I do. So when you showed me one of the things that we're going to talk about next, can you actually, instead of reading the story, can you read the message that uh, our crime creep sent us? Because it absolutely cracked me up. So this is our crime creep, Walter, who finds tons of things to send us. He's always sending us things. And he sent this to us. And then afterwards, they said, cool story. Nobody died and no children sexually abused with a like super grinning happy face because it's nice to have a story where none of that happens yeah because unfortunately it seems like all of that is happening one of the things we're going to talk about today is like oh, horrific like yeah. unbelievable yeah i gotta jump in let's let's discuss what walter sent let's do it all right hit it did anybody uh hear about the very large fireball that went through the mississippi area i have not okay so i've never seen a fireball you said you have i have i have not what is it scary all right, so keep in mind that I work in the middle of the night usually, so it was probably like one or two in the morning, and I was training a new guy, so I was not alone in my truck. Plus, there's three or four other trucks out in the general area, so we were driving down Route 101. We just got off 93 South in Manchester, heading into Hooksett, New Hampshire, and we were just sitting there talking and whatever, and all of a sudden, it's just like the whole sky went green, and... Did you think the aliens were here? I didn't know what was going on. Ooh. And literally, it seemed like it was probably 80 feet away from us, and it was massive. And it went from right to left, right across the road, and directly in front of our windshield. No. And then kept going. What? All right. So here's my question. Yes. What happens if it hits? Can it hit something? Well, it was nowhere near us. It was oh, way up there. It just it's looked like it was. Yeah. I see. I see. And then we just kept driving. And then he looks and says, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? And I was like, did you see that too? Oh, He's like, my God. Yeah. And then we kind of talked about it. And so back then we used to have little, um, what are they, Nextels? Oh, yeah. So it was just literally beep, beep. Did you guys just have and see that? So other people saw other it Other people who are working with it, everybody saw it. It was all the same. This was probably four years ago. And then next morning, it was all over the news. Wow. You know, meteors. And it was, it ended up landing somewhere in northern New Hampshire. So it had flown quite a ways away. But it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so big and it moved so fast. But so slow at the same time. Like, I, I can't describe it unless if you've seen a meteor, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't. It, it flies so fast, but it's so big that it throws the perspective off of everything. Well, this was last Wednesday morning and over 30 people from Arkansas, Louisiana and Mississippi reported looking up and seeing the fireball in the sky. That's a lot of people. So this, oh, yeah. this, this must have been a real big one. And then they heard a loud boom. And what they heard was the sound of it coming through the Earth's atmosphere at 55,000 miles per hour. Oh, wow. And they said it's equivalent to three tons of TNT as it is as broken apart. Holy crap. That's got to be scary. That's awesome. I think, it, I think it's the aliens. There's things in life, <laughs> I of course you do. It's the aliens. Were they bowling and, you know, they got a gutter ball or left the lane? It's very possible. Or that was they were just entering the atmosphere. It's very possible. We uh -huh. never know. Because they they have better technology than us, I think, and they probably move so fast that they would look like a fireball. Okay. I'll let you go with that one. That could be a secret lies and alibis at some point. That probably could. Just saying. There's certain things in life that like people should either be able to see or find, and I am one of those guys that never get any of the cool stuff. My entire life, I have never found a four-leaf clover, and I've looked. What about shooting stars? I've seen a couple. I've seen a, a bunch of them. 
way up north. Beautiful. And I've actually looked. So when I'm filling like bulk tanks at work, like a lot of times we're in a field. So I'll be like looking around and trying to find them and never, never have found one. I feel like a four leaf clover is one of those things that finds you. Apparently I'm not lucky. No, I don't think it's that at all. I just think it's something that if you, you know, like you're looking too hard for something, you won't find it, but sometimes it'll just appear. We can go with that. I just haven't, you know, I got to stop looking, I guess. Maybe. But I mean, is there anything like that with you? That's like the elusive stuff that you've always thought the you know, people have talked about and you've been like, damn, I've never seen that. Uh, a fireball. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't know. I want to see a Sasquatch. Oh, you and I both do. Mark, Mark and I have the love for the Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, my God. That's got to be Maybe we should a go, crossover episode. Should we, should we go searching? We're in the area. We don't have to drive very far. No, like we're, we're in prime Sasquatch area. Let's go camping. <laughs> I like to call them Sasquatches over Bigfoots. I know. Me too. Because that's kind of mean. Of course, his feet are big. You know what? I am, a, <laughs> I am a tall lady and I have large feet. So we don't like the, to say big feet. Not nice. It's so funny. Now that I share the uh, Crime Creep group with Charity, she posted that picture online the other day, and I literally looked at it for like nine minutes a before couple I people figured did. out yeah. what was missing. I'm like, I almost texted you. I'm like, all right, what am I looking at? But if you go back and look, not only do you see the missing, you know, part of the glasses, you also see that they are completely crooked on my face because of the missing piece that is not over my ear. And yes, I have been continually driving with those said glasses because I have not gotten a chance to buy a new pair yet. I find that so funny. <laughs> oh. Leave it leave it to you, Charity. Yep. I just uh, wanted to share that joy with the group with the group of them. I love that. Yeah. All right. So let's jump in. I got a late breaking case that I just want to bring some attention to if you don't mind. It's not a long one and I just want to bring out just a little bit of information on on it, and maybe we can spread a little you know, knowledge of the case. Okay. The family of 24-year-old Felicia Marie Johnson, last seen in Houston, Texas on April 15th, is pleading for help in finding her after her bloody cell phone was discovered near a park in West Houston following her disappearance. Oh, that does not sound good. Does not sound good at all. Oh, boy. Johnson traveled to Houston from California, hoping to gain employment at the CoverGirl nightclub. Johnson reportedly called an Uber after leaving the club, but when the Uber was taking too long to get there, a man at the club offered to give her a ride to where she needed to go. A red man. flag, guys, red flag. Now, they said a man who was at the club itself? Yes, it does not so elaborate in. do they know with video? I wonder if they have pictures of him at least. It does not elaborate further. They probably can't right now. It's an open investigation. Yes. Uh, Felicia has not been seen since. No cell phone activity, no credit card activity, no social media activity. She just vanished off the face of this earth. Oh, it's so sad. The Houston Police Department says Johnson's disappearance is considered a missing persons case, though they could not say whether foul play is suspected, which I get. A lot of people are upset that they're not commenting. This is an open case, people. Right. A private investigator hired by the family found Johnson's cell phone covered in blood and discarded on the side of the road at Bear Creek Park in West Houston. He said Moore's personal belongings were found in her hotel room and his group has turned over what they found to HPD. Police did not comment on the details about Johnson's disappearance provided by the private investigator, but said they have been in touch with Johnson's family, and anybody with information about her disappearance is asked to contact HPD's missing persons unit. Keith Johnson, Felicia's father, went on to say, I'm trying to hold myself together and stand strong for the family and for you, and I will not rest for a day in my life until I have you back. It's a tragedy that you've been caught up in this. Oh, my God. This is so sad, guys. My issues here. Why we're not hearing a lot about this. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, B, this is another prime example of a case where people are going to help solve this case. Absolutely. There's people at this club that had to see who this person was who gave her a ride. They had to. They absolutely had to. Now, I don't know what kind of club Cover Girls Nightclub is, but I mean, the name leads it on to, you know, it is what it probably is. Right. There has to be security cameras there. There then. has to be. That guy had to have bought alcohol or shown his ID or something. Come on, guys. I mean, even if he hadn't, there had to be like a bystander watching or getting into the car or, I mean, there has to be, right? There has to be. I feel as if you can't even walk down the street without being caught on seven cameras yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they know it was a person that had been in the club, maybe they know, maybe they do have a description, but they're not releasing anything just yet. 
until they know more about the case. I don't know. Like you said, it's they're investigating right now. Well, I want to keep everybody updated on this case, so we will touch on it as more information comes out. It's yes. just very sad that, like I said, this isn't front page news. There's not social media uproar over this. This is what makes me mad. Me too. It happened, what, April 12th, I think, when she went missing? Something April around. 15th. April 15th. Yeah. So see, it's We're been a while. half a month from this, and I just found it. Yeah, exactly. So if, and you know, you and I both- Find stuff like this, you know, and look for crimes. And well, not only do we on. find stuff like this, people send us yeah. stuff. So, and this is kind of pathetic that we've made it half a month and we're just talking about this now. I agree. It's super sad. It's just one sad case after another. That when did we become this society that just normalizes crime like this? That just says, ah, it is what it is. We need to do something different because this next case hit me in the feels. Really? Like it really bothers me. Oh no, I'm really afraid to hear <sighs> about it. All right, I'm just going to jump in. Okay. A six-year-old Connecticut boy has been left with third-degree burns to his face and other body parts after his neighbor allegedly set him on fire. Mark. Oh, my yes. God. Little Dominic Crancall remains in a hospital after suffering horrific God. burns in what his family says were the result of a bully's attack on <gasps> Sunday. It's more like a psycho bully. Yeah. My little brother, Dom, has been bullied for a while by the tenants downstairs. It escalated to deadly intent. Dominic, my six-year-old brother, could have died. Kayla Deegan, who is Dominic's sister, went on to say, now, they do have a GoFundMe set up. We will link it into the description as well. Oh, good. So this family is going to need a lot of stuff here moving forward. So these little, can we call them, what do we call, what are, what are mini douches? A mini douche. All right, these little mini douches covered a ball in gasoline. Oh no! Lit it on fire and then threw it at him. I want. I'm. I want to throw up. Are you kidding me? That six year old little boy. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, Dom has second and third degree burns on his face and legs. Oh, He's going to be scarred for life, mentally and physically. His sister went on to say. Oh. Deegan said her little brother was playing in the backyard of their home in Bridgeport on Sunday. She then alleges that an eight year old got into the shed on the property and got a hold of gasoline and lighters and lured Dominic over. What he did was pour gasoline on a tennis ball, took a lighter and lit it up and chucked it right at my brother's face and then ran away from him and watched him burn. Can I ask a question? I have lots of questions what? myself, so go ahead. She said they were eight, eight-year-old yep. and alleged. You're eight years old. How do you even think of doing something like that? That is my first question. Well, you know, we've always went on to say that, you know, douche apples charity, they don't fall far from the tree. No, they sure don't. I am sickened by this. Me too. I'm not, like I said, these are at this point allegations. Yes. Uh, he did a kind of like rainbow effect with his hand just then. I did. I like, since they can't see you, I like to, to let them know what I'm seeing because it's fantastic. I agree. Yeah. I'm pretty fantastic. Yeah. Like, oh, that, oh, I, I have to say it after. Oh, man, it got me. What? I, I want to be serious for the rest of this case because this is a very okay, sad case. Okay, then we can say it after. I heard him screaming, Mommy, help oh. me. They set me on fire. <gasps> Maria Rue, who is the boy's mom, told ABC News 7. Preliminary reports show that up to four unattended children were seen playing with gasoline and lighting things on fire on Sunday afternoon. Police are now investigating that incident. The boy's father, Aaron Crankall, told local news outlet WFSB that they were expecting Dominic to stay in the hospital for another week and that the community had been nothing short of amazing in supporting the family as Dominic recovers. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's nice to hear that the community came together for them. I like it when you see a feel-good part of a case. Yeah. We've had people bringing us dinners to my family before I can get home so they can have dinner. We've had relatives and aunts and people coming over and cousins coming over and helping out. It's just been amazing, Aaron went on to say. Dominic is doing a little better. Yesterday was the first time he actually was able to get a few bites of food past oh. his extremely swollen lips and into oh my his mouth. God. Doesn't it break your heart? I want to cry. I, like This is a little, tiny little boy. Yeah. Wait till you see the picture of his I kid. Oh, God, I this don't know is, if I can. This is horrible. I don't know if I can. He's just got that, it, it, all kids, they got that cute little smile, and they're just so innocent, and it just makes me so mad when you see things like this happen to, you know, just innocent people. He could only handle a few bites, but that's some good news. He will sip soup out of a straw as well. That's what Deegan wrote on an update on the GoFundMe page on Wednesday. He is such a tough little cookie, the bravest six-year-old I've ever known. 
Being an older sister and so close to your siblings, seeing my baby brother like this is absolutely heart-wrenching. Oh, my gosh. No baby should ever have to lay in a hospital bed like this. As of last Wednesday evening, Dominic's GoFundMe has raised over $142,000 to help cover medical Good. expenses and to help the family find a safer place to live. Well, I, I mean, and he's going to probably need more and more operations as he grows and gets older. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I hope these little uh, alleged pyromaniac psycho mini douches, you know, they serve some time or do something. I hope so. That family. All right. So here's my question. All those kids are younger. We don't have the exact ages because they can't release that. Right. They were unattended. These parents should be facing charges as well. I think they should as well. There's no, come on. This is, this is, give me a break. If you know your kids are that much of troublemakers, they they don't just wake up one day and say, Hey, uh, for no other reason, let's just go and, you know, light stuff on fire and catch the neighbor kid on fire. Oh my God. I, this, this case is that, that is so sad. We need to keep updated on that. I want to find out what happens. It's absolutely sickening that this stuff happens in this day and age. It really is. That that's a that's a bad bad one. Like I said, I almost didn't want to read it because it was so just got me yeah. right in the feels. Absolutely. And just a reminder, I will post the family's GoFundMe information in this episode description. Awesome. That's great. Now let's take a minute. Ready? Moment of silence. Okay. All right. I need to wipe some of this douche off of me. Okay. So we need a little bit of humor. So before I let you get into whatever you got, I said during that case, and it reminded me, and <laughs> kind of funny, because you probably will know it as soon as you did it. This is why I love our crime creeps. Somebody posted. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Obviously, we've been talking a lot about douche lately because of what happened on the crime creep group a week ago yep which is fantastic but someone was like i love the word douche-tastic yep and i was like first thing that popped into my head i'm of a certain age and i was like mr lova lova <laughs> Ooh, they call me mr douche-tastic like oh, it was just in my head and yeah. i was singing it remember shaggy yeah shaggy mr lova lova do you think he's available to join our singing group i don't think he would like it I think he might. All yeah, we have to do is I, reach out. I love that. That <laughs> whole great. album was fantastic. So good. So it so just good. hit my head and it was just like one of those, we need to, actually, we have a lot of creative people on here. Like we, we sure need to do. have some cool drops sent to us. Like I have a request. I love the Eminem song, My Name Is. So when he does the, hi, my name is, huh, my name is, hey, my name is, jigga jigga, Mark Beaudry. I need someone to <laughs> cut that up and send that into me. Well, why do you, why is it your name? Can it be you like, got to come up with your own and have somebody oh, make one for you. So somebody do, I have a song picked out. You got to come up with your All own. Right. I'll so come up with my own. I would love it if somebody hooked Mark up with the, and you could say it, ready? I'll say my name clean right here so you can put it in. Mark Beaudry. Wow. So really go ahead and cut it's... that in. I want to hear it. So I can't wait. I'm super excited. I, and if it happens, I will play it at the opening of next week's episode. Of course. All right, Charity, what do you have as a douche palette cleanser for us? As a douche palette cleanser, I have some more of those weird laws. I actually like these. I actually named this one a little different. I did actually name it weird ass laws. Weird ass laws. I think that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good. I right? give you credit. Because that's what they are. Weird ass laws. They really are. All right. Let me just get right into it. Jump in. In South Korea, it's illegal 
to turn the sound off your phone camera. This was done because of hidden camera issue that was going on. I guess peeps were taking pictures of people without them knowing. In fact, if you buy a phone in the country, you will actually be not be able to turn that sound off. I agree with this, actually. So anyone around you will know if you're getting a picture taken, if they're taking your picture. I 100% agree with this. Right? People are sketchy, Charity, so you never know what their little minds are up to. So I agree 100%. If you're going to have a sound of your phone taking a picture and you want to shut it off, there's a reason why. That's true. There's creepy-ass people out there. There are. And it's funny because the other day someone was commenting on my whole Lunchable thing and people thinking I was joking. I'm going to hold something up right now, Charity. What am I eating? Um, that would be a fruit by the foot. What did I eat 10 minutes before we went live? Uh, that would be a fruit roll up. And you should have seen the way he was eating it. This is not a joke, people. I we really need weird. to do some more video stuff. We should. There's fu- some funny crap that goes on in here. <laughs> Our birthday is coming up soon. Me and Mark share a birthday, guys. Yeah. We're actually born on the same exact the day. The same exact day. Just not the same year. But we definitely have to have a celebration. I told Mark I was going to make him wear um, a celebratory hat. I would see, I'm one of those weird people that have no issues with that yeah. at all. Why I would you? If I had a birthday hat right now, I'd wear it right now. Yeah. Preparing for, even I'm not one of those people that my birthday is my birthday. Should we plan? It's not my birthday week. Should, like those people make me laugh. Like it's my birthday. Started with like, it's my birthday weekend. And now what, it's my birthday week. What What are you talking about? Do you do this? It's a, my birthday month. Oh my God. Charity, you're one of them. I don't want prizes. I just make it known that it's my birthday month. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm one of those people, Mark. That's Guy's right. looking for a new podcast host. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's I not. Love he loves we it. We should definitely do something for our birthday, though. We should. I don't even know. When is it this year? Let me see. It's what? Sunday. It's a Sunday. Sunday. Yep. All right. Maybe we'll do something. All right. We'll talk about that. You got another weird ass oh, law for me? sure. I got a, a couple of them. If you are ever in Scotland, please take notice that it is illegal to ride a cow while you are intoxicated. Yes, yeah, that's right. Probably a good reason for that. It did not state if you could ride the cow if the animal itself was drunk. Because remember, we had that yes. that triple D where the woman said that the horse was drunk. Uh, yes, she was helping the horse. You can take my cow, but you cannot take my freedom. <laughs> The actual law was mandated back in 1872 and says that a person cannot be drunk while in charge of a cow, horse, carriage, or steam engine. I think those are all great ideas that you should not be in charge of that, any of those things when you're drunk. I need to know what led up to this. There's I, always something like, like, all right, so for instance, McDonald's oh, so, writes on their coffee cups, yes. contents may be hot because yes. they were sued. Yes. Um, other places say like product may be sticky. You know, Charity, every action has an equal or opposite reaction. So if you do something stupid, they have to make a warning sign. What led up to no driving on top of your cows when you're drunk? Something definitely happened, but I'm, I don't know what. I don't either. I wish we did. Hey, guys, if any of you know, if you've researched this and found anything, please let us know. I agree. I just hope no cows were harmed. No cows were harmed in the making of this podcast episode. <laughs> well, the- we know that for a fact because we love all animals. I really love these, Charity. Please tell me you have another. I sure do. If you are a person that enjoys eating other people, don't visit Idaho. Okay. Idaho, <laughs> Idaho is actually the only U.S. state that has an active law against cannibalism. The rest of the country refers to cannibalism as non-consensual consumption of another human. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God is right. That's odd. I mean... Yeah. I mean, just, I think it should just be across the board a no no. I, I didn't even think we needed a law for that. <laughs> I don't think so either. I have one more. You do? Okay, do. good. Galesburg, Illinois city law says there will be no fancy bike riding. That's right, guys. Hands must stay on the bars, so none of this, Mark. Eee. Feet on the pedals, so none of this. <laughs> She's no, doing it, guys. No wheelies or jumping about. No swerving in and out, and absolutely no speeding around. So, Mark, if you take your bicycle to Illinois, Galesburg, in the city, you best behave yourself, because I know how you like to get silly on your bicycle. Oh, my God. I haven't been on a bicycle forever. I love riding bicycles. (laughs) I don't know if I still could. You could. (laughs) That's where the saying came from. It's like riding a bike. 
I agree. Maybe we should get a bike and try to take me riding it. We should go t- a tandem bike riding. <laughs> Bicycle <laughs> built so, for, for two crime creeps. So funny. All right. So charity so nicely put in the Case Watch Crime Creeps group, which if you're not a member of, shame on you. Wicked important question for you guys. What movie should I make Mark watch so we can all watch him be scared? He's petrified of aliens. What about movie signs? You kind of like intertwine two different accents. You did put some of the the uh, Massachusetts accent in there, but I don't really can't put my finger on what else. First comment from Shay. Anyone else read this post and hear Charity's voice saying it? <laughs> sure did. Um, Allie says that I need to watch The Haunting of Hill House. I've heard that's good. Really good. So I, I actually was very impressed with the way that was made. And I'm hard to impress when it comes to things like that. Laura said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my cup of tea, mainly because I don't like giant pieces of poop in my cups of tea. Oh. Uh, Casey says, Sinister. I've heard that's good. Tara says, Saw. All right. So, guys, I have seen the Saw movies. I found them slightly entertaining. Yeah. The first one was, was I thought the first one was really good. It was a good psychological thriller. But the other ones, I was, mm, I don't know. Another movie that is not on this list, as far as I can tell you, because I haven't got that far down, is The Human Centipede. I have seen that one, too. That one's more just disgusting. Speaking of that, has anybody ended up seeing Tusk off of my suggestion of make sure you check out Tusk? I have not, Mark. It's a good movie. No, it's not. You said it was not. No, it's great. Check it out. Uh, Kimberly (laughs) went on to say Aliens. I've seen Aliens. I didn't like it. Uh, Debbie says District 9. I don't know anything about that. I'm actually going to Google that later because I want to see what that one's about. Carrie says Hereditary. Oh, Carrie. I know Carrie. She's a little crow art girl. Yes, she she is. She made that right there. It it literally hangs over my spot that I podcast. We should take a picture of it. uh, I think I have posted it before. In the Crime Creeps? I think I did. If not, I will again. It's uh, the cleaver with blood hanging off. I love it. Super talented. I I freaking love that I actually want to reach out to her because I want a guillotine. For in here. She makes all of the I stuff. I know she does. It's awesome. Uh, Laura says paranormal activity. I've seen all of the paranormal activities. Uh, Amy says the strangers. I don't know what that is. The strangers is a nice psychological one. Yeah. Brandy said uh, poltergeist or uh, exorcist. Yeah. Both of them I won't watch again because I, I just don't like them. You said you would watch whatever I said you had to yeah, watch. But if the surprise me with something. All right. So. My friend, who I absolutely love, who I affectionately, in my personal life, refer to as girlfriend number two. Yes. Liz, who, hi, Liz. You know, I love you. Hi, Liz. Says, hi. Yeah, we all know Liz. Uh, the fourth kind. And then she went on to say, it's not allowed in my house and you know how I am. <laughs> I've never seen, I don't think I've seen the fourth kind. She wrote, I got it on DVD when it came out, then put it back in its box and drove it to my mom's house for her to get it rid of it after I watched it. Really? And this is Liz. And Liz loves oh, scary yeah, stuff. Yeah, she does. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's the winner. That might have to Size? be it. No, the no, no. Kind? The fourth kind. Yeah, because you know what? I don't think I've... I'm going to look into it and see if it is one. I don't believe I've seen it. And if I haven't, I would love to see it for the first time with Mark. Lisa says... She gives a couple. The people under the stairs... Yeah, I've heard of that. Haven't seen it. Seven. I love seven. Seven's one of my favorite movies. Um, and then 13 Ghosts. Freaked out. All right. So Joe Allen says, for, oh, one that freaks him out. Yeah, Poltergeist. I thought you were on my side, Joe Allen. Don't make me watch it again. Let's do it. Uh, Courtney says, Insidious. We had a All right. I can't read these all. We have a lot of we people here. We have a lot here. of them. Uh, Christopher says, It. I liked it. Uh, the Conjuring. I've seen it. I don't remember it. The Ring. I saw it. I didn't mind it. I don't think. I thought that one was okay. The Notebook. Uh, Victoria says I love the Notebook. That is my kind of movie. Oh my God. She is so beautiful in that movie. Oh. His eyes are closed. His I'm, eyes I'm closed. thinking of it right now. The part where she jumps up into his arms in the rain. I've never <sighs> seen the Notebook, and I don't really care to. All right, guys, I'm going to make Charity watch a rom-com with me because this is the stuff I love. That's going to hurt my soul. That is an amazing movie. It probably is. I'm sorry. I I will watch it with you. It is a great movie. Is there a lot of cliches in it? That's the only thing I don't like. That is the movie that created all the cliches. Guys, that's the only thing that bothers me about like really like romancy type movies is that there's just so many cliches that just lead you to exactly what's going to happen. 
It's such a good. Oh, no, no, no. I, then I won't ruin it. Then I will not ruin it. Don't ruin it. The name of the movie gives away the movie. If you can put your mind together, the okay. notebook gives away the secret of this whole movie. It, that somebody it is such died a, and they, they wrote I, a notebook. No, 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 no. This back. is just a touching. It, it, I know every one of my friends took my man card away years ago because of all of this. And I, I love these movies. I'm not even going to lie. I'm a rom-com guy. The notebook is one of these movies that's kind of a masterpiece. It's it's perfectly done. It's got a great story. It's got a great beginning. They filled the whole center full of just absolute awesome storytelling, and then it ends like and it breaks your heart. Okay. In a good way. Oh, okay. I, <sighs> I will watch it. I just lost so many fans. No, you didn't. They're all like, oh, my God. No, there's nothing wrong with the sense Charity of the likes man. all the killing movies, and Mark likes all of the uh, sappy ones. Well, that is what it is. Charity, what do you have for us today? So a couple of our crime creeps sent the name of this person to us. Okay. It's Melissa Lucio. Yes. And she was just in the news. Uh, she's the woman that was accused of killing her two-year-old daughter. I have thoughts on this case. So good. So I, I want to see if you answer them before I even get into my little whole thing on this. Yeah. So I decided to to kind of research a little bit about it to get the backstory and kind of feel things out so that we can have a discussion and see where we're at. I agree. All Take right. it away. Here we go. Melissa Lucio was born on July 18th, 1968 in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Lubbock Texas. Thank you, Mark. Her You're father welcome. passed away when she was still an infant. When she was about four, her family moved to Rio Grande Valley. This was where her mother grew up. When she was only six, she said she was sexually abused for about two years by her mother's boyfriend. Oh, so I, sad. I hate that. You know, and I don't. Who knows if she told her mother or not, but you hear these stories so many times where- Time and time again, it's the, so sickening. The little kid goes to the mother and the mother believes the boyfriend and it's just sickening. Scumbags, all of them. She got married at 16 to an alcoholic man that physically abused her. Lovely. She had five children with this loser who left her shortly after their fifth child. So five kids with this guy. Her next significant other beat her at home and thought nothing of punching her in the face in public. What is wrong with people? Don't know. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's fast forward to September of 2004. This is when Mariah Alvarez was born to Melissa and Robert Alvarez. Mariah was Melissa's 12th child. Yikes. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. That is. Kids. I'm one of six. That's, oh my God. That's a lot of pregnancies. That really is. Child services were very involved in this family's life. It was noted that the younger children were left with Melissa's teenage kids frequently. The family struggled with poverty. I can imagine so with so many children. I mean, Kids are expensive to have that many kids and all those mouths to feed. I don't I yeah. can't imagine. But at the end of the day, growing up in a larger family. So my oldest brother died before I was born. So I never Aww. got to meet who, meet him or even know who he was. And so it was just the five of us. I have an older brother, me, a younger brother and two younger sisters. We, I guess, looking back upon it now, we grew up, you know, lower class. Right. But the difference is we had all the love in the world. I had great parents. Yeah. I, I, had a, I had a killer dad and a, yep. a kick-ass mom. That makes a huge difference. Took care of us. And I didn't know any different. I was just like, We had say, a lot of different life, but I had everything that I ever wanted. My yep. parents gave anything that, you know, within reason, they gave us the love. They gave us the support to do whatever we needed to do in life. So yeah. 
I didn't notice like, oh, you don't have the best stereo or exactly like, your Adidas has four stripes instead of three because mine <laughs> came from, you know, back then it was Ames. That was the right. department store around us. Like, so when people say like, oh, I was born in a big family. So, you know, that it just is what it is. It doesn't have to be that way. Does not have to be that way. You know what creates people that are productive members of society? An intact family that takes care of their kids. Absolutely. That's all it takes. That's people. all it takes. The mother of many was addicted to cocaine and even tested positive right after she gave birth to Mariah. Oh, great. Due to her addiction, some of the children went into foster care, while three of her children went to Houston to live with their father. By 2006, Melissa was able to get her children back. In February of 2007, the family was living in Texas in a second floor apartment. They were busy packing up as they were getting ready to move. They probably needed a bigger place, I would assume. Because, yeah, I would assume too. Because at the time, Melissa was pregnant with twins. Wow. Yeah. Little Mariah, just a toddler, was playing while the family was packing. This was on February 15th, 2007. The family went to check on Mariah and saw that she had opened the screen door and had fallen down the stairs. Oh my God. Melissa says she didn't see her daughter fall, but saw her at the bottom of the stairs with the bloody lip. There appeared to be no other injuries, though. When one of the other children was later interviewed by Child Services, he said that he did see his sister fall. So he he actually confirmed that she did fall yep. down the back stairs. And these stairs were kind of uh, described as really steep and kind of rickety, kind of like yep. old type stairs. So it was it was quite a fall, it sounded like. But she seemed fine. She cleaned her lip up and she seemed fine. Two days later, on February 17th, Mariah went down for a nap and never woke up. Oh, my God. Everyone, every parent's worst nightmare. Yep. When the two-year-old wasn't moving or breathing, of course, 911 was called and the paramedics quickly came. Here's where it gets aggressive right away. And I can understand why. So when the paramedics arrived, they stated that Mariah's little body looked as if it had been abused. They reported, quote unquote, bite marks on her back, patchy bruising, and it looked as if someone had had pulled her hair out. Melissa made it known that the little girl had fallen down the stairs two days earlier, and that was probably where the marks and bruising came from. Little Mariah was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, my God. I know. During her autopsy, it was clear her arm had been broken up to seven weeks earlier. Actually, they said, I think they said two to seven weeks earlier. They weren't sure, but it, it she wasn't an injury she had. She had a head injury along with bruising on her kidneys, lungs, and spinal cord. The police kept Melissa for hours questioning her about all the injuries found on her daughter's body. She was adamant the injuries were due to the previous fall down the stairs, and she was adamant that she would never lay her hands on her children. All right, so I need to know where did this previous broken arm come from then? Well, I'll get into that later. Okay. So basically they they kept pounding on her. Like, you know, this think about it, right? So if if she as she is she's maintained her innocence all this time. Yep. If she truly did not put her hands on her child, first of all, you are complete in complete you're grieving. You just you're in shock. You're grieving. Your little two year old daughter has passed away, and now you're being integrated by yourself in a room for hours and hours and hours by aggressive men that want answers and aren't letting you out of the room until you get those answers. And here, you- all right. So here's something that drives me nuts. We watch a lot of ID in this house, which I think you probably do as well. When you listen to these cases and them talking, and then when they throw out the, you know, they didn't act the way we thought they should have. In that's, the sense, that's this is huge in this. Yeah. Pees me off because at the end of the day, do I know how I would act if I was ever in this situation? No, because I've not been in that situation. Yep. So near the end of the interrogation. Now, remember, Melissa was pregnant with twins at the time. So yep. she's got hormones going through her. She is in grief. She's in shock. She, but she rightfully so. You don't know how you're going to act. I'm sorry. No, you don't. So that's at, what I was trying to say. Like I don't know how I would handle any of this. At the very end, she made a quiet comment. She told them that she was responsible for her daughter's death. I think a couple things of this, right? All right. So let me stop you before you move on, because you, you know, maybe I'm going to say what you're going to say. Maybe. She is responsible because, and I would feel the same way. If this she fell was me, the stairs, I she the fell same down thing. the stairs. That's exactly what I was going to say. And I did not prevent that from happening. Right. I am that child's protector. Correct. 
it happened. It's my fault. Yes. That's what exactly when I heard that comment, I'm like, that is what she meant. That's how I took it. Of course, of course, it's my fault. It's my child. After that statement, Melissa was arrested for Mariah's death and would face trial. She pleaded not guilty and insisted she never abused her daughter. So this woman would not take any plea deals. She's like, I did not lay my hands on my daughter. I would not do that. I did not do that. I would never do that. And she has said this from day one and has said it straight through. The district attorney at the time was Armando Villalobos. Hope I said that right. I'm pretty sure you did. So this is a little interesting. He was up for re-election at the time. Hmm. Okay. Side note. He is now in jail for 13 years for bribery and extortion. Oh, scumbag. Yeah. So interesting. I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armando used Melissa's statement as admission of guilt during her trial. He would call pathologist Dr. Norma J. Farley to the stand. She stated that Mariah died from blunt force to the head, not falling down the stairs. All right. So I'm not a pathologist, but... Can't falling down the steps cause a blunt force trauma to the head? Just wait. Okay. He was also armed with the emergency room notes. The doctor that saw the little girl noted it was the worst case of child abuse he had ever seen. So everyone just assumed right off the bat it was child abuse. The defense argued that Melissa's psychological function was the reason she had different stories while being interrogated. Likely from the abuse she suffered, the drugs she had previously been addicted to, and being pregnant and... Being in grief and shock. Yeah. You're just going to say whatever you want to say to be with your other kids and your family and your, you know. They also said the child's injuries were not from abuse, but from falling down the stairs two days before her death. None of the arguments by the defense worked. And in 2008, Melissa was sentenced to death. Wow. She was sent to the Mountain View unit in Gatesville, 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 Texas, to await her death. I say that right? You're not even helping me. He doesn't even help me anymore. He just you, looks you at me and he laughs. You can see the big smile. I have. Let me move my mouth from in front of the microphone. He just he looks at me and he laughs and he just thinks it's funny. And guess what? Like I said in like the last episode, he makes lots of mistakes too. And I don't say anything. He just quickly edits himself out. Perfection over here. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. He leaves mine in. Whatever. That's totally fine. After giving birth to her fit twins, she had no choice but to put them up for adoption. That's sad too. Yep. She's now in jail. She's gonna be she's gonna be going she This has whole thing is horrible. Right? Melissa has maintained her innocence for fourteen years, saying Mariah's death was a horrible accident. Listen to this, Mark. Okay. It is known that the toddler had a mild physical disability that caused her to be unsteady. She fell and tripped frequently. Authorities never investigated Mariah's health history. They took the child abuse accusation and ran with it. Melissa's lawyers say investigators pressed her for five hours into making a false statement. After hours of interrogation, Melissa said, I guess I guess I did it then, along with other statements taken by the prosecution and used against her. So she, they took that and just said, okay, yeah, you did it because you said that you did it. What drives me really nuts is that she was prosecuted and then found guilty. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of avenues here that lead to circumstantial doubt. She has said that she was so grief stricken. She just wanted the questions to stop. That is actually a statement that has been said in numerous cases of false statements. Yep. There's a whole series on this exact subject of people that just wanted to stop after hours. All right. So they don't make it seem like in some of these movies, like, all right, so just tell us what's going on. No, they deprive you of food. They yep. deprive you of water. They make that room super uncomfortable to be in. They can raise the heat. They can make it cold. They can put flicky lights on. They can put no lights on. They make it so uncomfortable so you're off your game with the intention to trip you up. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that scumbag district attorney who's now in jail, Yep. this right here was a rallying cry for his election. It was. I think he thought this is a this is a well-known case. This is a media frenzy. They're going to want this child abuser to go to death. That's what I think. I 100% agree with you, Charity. During the trial, the medical examiner said that the injuries to Mariah's body could have only been caused by abuse. This was not what had been determined by other pathologists. The autopsy showed signs of, a, of blood coagulation disorder. This disorder causes severe bruising all over the body. 
the broken arm, you know, the one that was healing, yep. could have also been caused by this disorder. The prosecution said the broken arm was a clear sign of abuse. A pediatric orthopedic surgeon reviewed the evidence and stated that the medical examiner's conclusion was misleading for the jury to hear. He said there was nothing about Mariah's fractured arm that suggests it was from abuse or done intentionally. He went on to say this was a very common injury in toddlers as it can be a result of simply falling from a standing position. So you're a toddler. Mm-hmm. You're little in stature, but you, you're going to wipe out all the time. Absolutely. Now add on a disease that makes you bruise easy. Yep. That makes it so injuries happen easier and make you unsteadier on your feet than you already are. Yep. All right. So I want to address something that was said before where the expert witness for the prosecution. Right. All right. So- all these prosecutors have what are called friendly witnesses, which That's right. basically will say whatever they want them to, because guess what? They get paid. Absolutely. So you start saying stuff that don't agree with what they're saying. They don't use you the next case. True. There's an income source that is now gone. And it's kind of funny how you can show the same case to 10 different experts and have 10 different answers. That's right. We don't have a definition of being able to say, this is what happened. What's the prosecution will hold it. You see it all the time. They'll hold up this file with this bad picture of what's going on and says, this was happened because of her. And it's this way because our expert says it. That's right. No, it's because that's what you told them to say. Exactly. It's pathetic. I agree. At trial, the medical examiner also stated that the toddler had bad bite marks on her back. Studies have been done that suggest not even forensic dentists can't definitively say that an injury is caused by a bite. Are you sure, Charity? Because their expert for the state said that these were definitively bite marks. Exactly. It gets worse. Thousands of pages of CPS records show that none of Melissa's children ever said that she hit or abused them. So... CPS was really involved in this family's life. They needed the help of CPS. Yep. And as you can see, she got her children back. So she worked hard to come off drugs. It sounds like she did the work. She worked hard to come off the drugs. She worked hard to find a way to provide for them. And she did. They. She was able to get her kids back. And it was never a physical abuse problem. It was always because she was on drugs and the other children were watching her children. And these kids were interviewed over and I mean, I mean, seriously, thousands of pages. I'm sorry if there was any, if any of the children ever once just said, because those are questions they ask. Oh, absolutely. It would be in one of those pages and it was in none. And so if somebody's going to abuse their kid till they, till they die, that's not a one time. That didn't just happen. You've done it to all of your 11 other children. Yeah, that was my question. What are the condition of the other children? Yeah. Do they show shines? Shines. I'll leave that in. All right, Charity, I left one of my mistakes in. Do they show, now I messed it up again. Yes. Do they show signs of abuse with the other children? No. no nobody's ever said anything about being physically abused in any, any of the CPS. And they abuse. obviously, I would assume, they probably went through and checked these kids for bruises, checked all this stuff. All right, so this is where things don't add up. Exactly. Judge Catherine Haynes wrote in behalf of the U.S. Court of Appeals. This is what she had to say. The jury was deprived of key evidence to weigh. That is the point. I agree with that. I do, too, because you can't show evidence that makes her look guilty, but leave out all the evidence that's there that makes her look like she's not. Exactly. This is my problem with the court system. Yep. It needs to be fair and balanced. We forget that the scales of justice are meant to balance. We can't overload one side just because it makes us look better. Right. Many people have come forth to support Melissa. Even some of the jurors for her, from her trial have now since changed their mind on whether she would. I saw that. Yeah. Johnny Galvin Jr. has said this to the Houston Chronicle. I am now convinced that the jury got it wrong. And I know that there is too much doubt to execute her. If I could take back my vote, I would. That's. That's saying something. That's huge. The jury wasn't allowed to hear Melissa's past abuse and how it might have made her act differently to a tragedy, right? I mean, things that, that affect you as a child and growing up and even as an adult can affect how you act things. Yeah, and I also still stick with what I said before. We really should not take any credence into how somebody processes hearing information or how things happen right. because everybody processes and acts different. Yep. They were only allowed to hear from the Texas Ranger who described her behavior as strange, slumped, and not making eye contact. 
I wonder if his name was Walker. Oh, maybe. Walker, yeah. Texas Ranger. I like that. Then on top of that, he told them about her admitting to her guilt. Looks like only one side was controlling things. That district attorney wanted to win a big case like this and get reelected, just like you and I said. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. Also, Melissa had no previous record of any kind of violence. She had not one record of violence ever in her life. Yeah. Not one. Nobody brought that up. Just decides to now just, start doing it. Just left it out. Over 100 bipartisan Texas lawmakers have signed letters for the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles to recommend clemency. In 2020, Sabrina Van Tassel made a documentary called Texas versus Melissa. On April 5th, 2022, Kim Kardashian asked Texas Governor Craig Abbott to grant clemency to Melissa. So lots of people are coming together or have come together in support of her not going, not, not being executed. I, I think that there's a lot of unanswered questions that need to be figured out before yep. we go ahead and, and, you know, take her off of this planet. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Melissa was scheduled to be executed on April 27th, 2022. She had this to say about the decision that would be made. Either way, I will get my freedom soon. I will go home to my family or go to heaven. If I get a new trial, I am ready for the fight. I am not the same person I was in the interrogation room. I would stand up for myself today. I want other survivors of domestic violence and assault to stand up for their rights too. Many gathered for vigils and held rallies to protest her death sentence. The execution has been halted as the 138th Judicial District Court of Cameron County considers their evidence. So thank goodness yes. enough noise was made that they're able to at least pause it until they, I think that this is, the story has gotten so big that they're going to have to at least give her a new trial. In my opinion, because that's all we are here is our own opinions. I don't know if she's guilty or innocent, but I don't think that they got it right the last There's, time. There was too much stuff left out to have that trial leave a good taste in anybody's the mouth. The problem is, is there is doubt. There is doubt. And if there is any doubt at all, someone shouldn't be sent to death, in my, in my opinion. I almost feel like, and it's not my place to judge or any of that, I feel like she's innocent. I really do. Yeah. I think a lot of the stuff that was presented by the defense and a lot of these things that were left out show that. I yeah. really do. So um, let's read. Let's end this by reading when she found out about not having to be killed on the 27th. This is what she had to say. I thank God for my life. I am grateful the court has given me the chance to live and prove my innocence. Mariah is in my heart today and always. I am grateful to have more days to be a mother to my children and a grandmother to my grandchildren. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Just imagine if she is really, if she's really innocent and now she's gone through this many years in jail. Yep. She's missing all of these children grow up. Yep. She's missed the chance to actually grieve the loss of her child. And she had to give the twins up for adoption. This is sad. It is sad. I honestly think, yeah, there's a lot of political pressure at play in this case in the past. And I really think that we need to right these wrong. Don't Let's not let this turn into the West Memphis Three where we make them sign away their rights because, you know, we didn't get it wrong, but we don't oh think God. you did it. Like that I, case pisses me off. I want to cover that one. I know it's a huge one and there's been yeah. a docuseries and stuff, but I have talk about opinions. I have opinions oh, I have on who did so it. so many on that one. I have ones on who did it. We'll have to we'll talk, talk about after that. Yeah. After we end here. All right, I gotta know. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> He's like, peace. <laughs> I'm done. I'm ready. Let's move on. Oh, I love it. So that was good. That was I think that we got the got the story out. And if anybody who has not heard about it, which it's it's been in the media pretty large uh recently. So sound off on our social media, Case Watch Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Pod on Twitter. Guys, text and voicemail line 603 212 4,600. And if you like this old fogey, info at casewatchpodcast.com. Guys, guys, five stars. Don't forget about the five stars. You guys are doing awesome at leaving the five stars. I agree. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.